0: This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Thursday, December 15th, 2005. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud. I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Mollywood is still traveling, but... We do have producer Veronica.
1: It's so early.
0: Yeah, we're a li- recording this a little earlier than usual because uh, usually we record it during lunch, and uh, Veronica's department is having a little holiday lunch Woo-hoo. today, so she wouldn't be around, and neither would any of the other producers to no. fill in like Jason yeah. or anybody. So, uh, so that Veronica can, can eat and share the joy.
1: I do love free lunches, and don't
0: feel bad for me because I got a lunch earlier. Uh, We scheduled ours away from the podcast, but, you know, whatever.
1: (laughs) I got my priorities. Food. Uh,
0: Article on news.com this morning. Number of music file swappers falls, according to the NPD group. They're one of those uh, consultancy groups that... Has been around forever and always analyzes consumer shopping trends. We we had a guy on the uh, holiday help desk, Robert Baker, the undercover shopper, mm-hmm. uh, from there. And they basically said that uh, the, they've dropped 11% of, il- of file swapping, has dropped 11% since June.
1: Well, the u- number of users yeah. has dropped, but mm-hmm. not actually the number of files available for swapping so i guess that just means that the high profile swappers are still active
0: and you know what this goes along with something i've believed for a long time which is you can try to stop file swapping but the most active people are always going to find a way around it it also gives a lie a little bit to the well the music you know industry is falling because uh because of the file swapping if the file swapping swappers are going down
1: yeah. That's... And
0: the music sales are going down. Then maybe just people aren't interested in music anymore.
1: That's really sad.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's honestly, possible. I mean, think about it. This could also be a, a little bit of the explanation of the the dip in Hollywood movies. Right. And that's been a controversy for a long time that the box office sales have fallen for Hollywood movies. And it could be that people are just finding other ways to entertain themselves. I mean, it used to be you could watch TV, you could go to a movie, or you could buy an album. Mm-hmm. And there you got a myriad more ways to entertain yourself these days.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely still listen to a lot of music, but I listen to a lot of music I already had. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying a lot of new music. And I'm not file swapping a lot of music either. There you go. And I'm not going... Well, actually, I have gone to a lot of movies lately, but yeah. that's... Out of character for well, me. Well, there's a lot
0: of controversy over whether that Hollywood dip is a real dip or just kind of a, a transitory thing. But, right. I, I, you know, gaming sales have been skyrocketing, going up and up and up and up and <laughs> up. Yeah. And so if you look around and say, well, geez, music sales are falling and, and movie sales are falling. Well, it could all be going there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it may just be that there's a shift in the culture towards a, a diversity of things. And gaming is taking the lion's share of the, uh, the entertainment dollar.
1: I think the Internet itself and gaming are probably putting the most dip into music and movies.
0: Definitely the web has stolen from television. There's been stories about that as well, that especially in the 18 to 34 male demo, Mm -hmm. uh, they get on the computer and they surf the web more than they watch TV. Of course, that that demo never really watched TV. So it's murky. You can't just put your finger on one thing. There's there's a lot 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 of of stuff going on. Uh, there's a really good thread I should promote to the forums at forums.cnet.com in the buzz out lounge, loud lounge, where, uh, one of our members proposed, Hey, you know what? I hear you guys ranting about DRM all the time, but what about a solution? And people have really in good faith joined in with like, well, maybe this could solve it, or maybe that could solve it. And so I encourage you to, to join into that thread because there's some really good ideas being floated around. My, my position is that there isn't a solution yet but the solutions that are being pursued by the record industry are not going to work.
1: Well, I heard something interesting this week, and I can't remember which director it is, but there's a a movie coming out next month, and he's going to release it in theaters, Uh on DVD, and to pay-per-view channels all at the same time.
0: That's interesting.
1: And apparently everyone's pissed off at him.
0: Uh Uh-huh, Like the movie theaters
1: are livid because they think it's going to bring attendance down. But his stand on it is that If people want to see the movie, they'll go see the movie. And then if they love it, they'll go buy the DVD the next day. And he thinks it's going to cut down on piracy. Mm -hmm. Because if people can buy the DVD the day it comes out, they're less likely to get a pirated, worse version of it. So it's interesting. I'm I'm curious to see what the effect of that will be. And if it does cut down on the piracy of the movie, and if it does cut down on the file swapping of the movie, and if that's going to become a new trend in the film industry... If it works out, if it doesn't, it's going to be abysmal. Yeah, I mean, a, a
0: big movie like a Star Wars, you can expect people to wait for that DVD to come out and they will still buy it in droves. Right. But, a, 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 you know, a less, less fanatic based movie, a movie with less of a fan base probably will benefit in DVD sales from having that DVD available. Shoot, you know, I have it for sale as you walk out of the theater.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: All right, you like the movie? Here, take it home. 20 bucks. Yeah. You already spent 40 to watch the movie on popcorn. I want
1: to say it's Sonnenberg, but I'm not. Is it? Steve Sonnenberg? I can't. Don't quote me on that. If anyone knows, write me an email. Or
0: if you find it, you can post it in the forums Yeah, I'll do that too. too. Uh, An example of what I mean by the record industry hasn't got it right is in Australia, uh, the Charmin networks who operate Kazaa have decided to take down Kazaa and block uh, Australian IP addresses from being able to access Kazaa's website. But uh, Aust- lawyers for the music industry say, nope, that's not enough. We want the Kazaa uh, executives, Nikki Hemming and Kevin Burmeister, to go to jail. Wow.
1: What is up with jail lately? Everyone yeah. wants to send everyone to jail. I, You know what? And my, poor Australia.
0: <laughs> I don't really know, but my guess is that they're sitting in a room and they, they're they t- speaking Thinking like marketing people and they're like, we have to get the message out stronger because it's not working. It's not stopping the file swapping and the sales are going down. So we need to get it in people's minds that this is as bad as drugs or murder. So we need to send people to jail. Now, I'm making that up. Okay, I'm making that up straight. But that seems to be the attitude of like, we need to make sure people know this is serious. Mm. And it's not. I mean, it's
1: really stealing is
0: bad, but it isn't the same as knocking over a liquor store, exactly. No, you know, and, not and, even close. And then that—that's the slippery slope. I know because they're like, well, nobody gets hurt except the artist, and it's—and there is a disconnect there because you don't see your victim. But, but come on, this is not this is not wielding a gun, right? This is akin to shoplifting. Yeah, that's what it's akin to. So, and you can go to jail for shoplifting. So maybe they have a point. But I just think they need to back off and realize that. Per- trying to persecute your audience isn't going to win them over. No. Especially going back to what we said earlier when there are so many other options for them to get them to entertain themselves. They can go anywhere That's else. what they need
1: to do. They need to really lure people back. Like yeah. make it more attractive for people to do things legally.
0: I, you know, and I think one of the best models is t- they might be giants. Yeah. TMBG.com. They sell all the albums that they have the rights to. There's a couple albums that the record companies still have rights to, but they sell all their albums that they have their rights to in undrmed MP3, as well as a higher end format, a lossless format. Uh, it's ten bucks. You get the whole album. It's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. But they are selling their albums, and then they also sell mugs and T-shirts and promote their concerts. Merchandise and, is huge. Yeah. I mean there are ways to make money off this.
1: Like bands make like 60% of their income on tour from merchandise sale, if not more, more what a, than ticket prices that venues lot of, give them.
0: What a lot of people think is going to happen is these indie rockers know how to go out on tour on their own. They know how to merchandise on their own. The only thing they couldn't do on their own up till now was really get good distribution. But if the web fixes that, if people start to learn that I can just go to my favorite band's website and get their music... It could undermine the whole industry, and that's what I think the RIA really fears.
1: I really see a future in that of artists really taking it into their own control and releasing their their albums on their website and bypassing the whole record label portion of it.
0: The record industry could force everyone into that. Yeah. All right, a few more bits. Uh, FCC's chief now backs a net tax on phones trying to tax VoIP the way that standard telephone is taxed. So. It
1: was really only a matter of time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: exactly. Just watch out for that. Uh, another bit, Massachusetts says it's open to multiple formats. They've been going back and forth <laughs> on this open document thing. Oh, I'm Massachusetts. almost sorry we started following it in the first place. But Massachusetts legislators assembled some of the IT industry's most powerful companies, according to News.com's Martin LaMonica, and discussed the state's electronic document standards, No policy decisions were made, but they said they're open to multiple formats now. So eh, we'll see. It's a big political football at this point.
1: They're trying.
0: little funny thing came over the Reuters wire of Visto. A maker of technology for wireless email said on Thursday that it's suing Microsoft for infringing their patent that supports email on mobile devices. Wow. Now, the funny thing here is that Visto, geez, that sounds a lot like Vista. So you think Microsoft will do a reverse suit? Assume for calling their product Fisto?
1: <laughs> Depends on who was first. That
0: would be just like them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very interesting, though, that that this company is going to try to sue Microsoft because you're taking on somebody big. You, be, you, They must think they really have a case there. Yeah. Uh, they're probably watching the RIM BlackBerry decision. No surprise here. Sony is estimated, according to Merrill Lynch, saw this on dig.com, they're estimated to lose $1 billion on the PlayStation 3. Wow. Uh, apparently the $399 US price tag that is estimated would be around $100 less than it costs to actually manufacture the PS3. So we've already, we've talked about how the console makers are, put these things out at a loss because they figured they'll make it up in games. Uh, but geez, billion dollars. That's, that's a big bet. All right. We've got a special appearance from a long haul trucker. We'll talk more about the New Mexico space station and a fix for Firefox and Mac in just a sec.
2: Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. All right, uh,
0: let's get to some voicemails. This, this, this one, long-haul trucker, sounds awfully familiar to uh, long-time Buzz Out Loud listeners.
2: Ten for good buddies. This is Long Haul Trucker Tripper uh, calling here to talk to you about your uh, product placements in TV shows and movies. I think uh, that uh, personally, I think that the networks, their sports, are going to end up being their bread and butter, and eventually, uh, with pressure from the TiVoer and DVRs in the world, to get sick of. Uh, watching on the product placement and fast-forwarding through traditional commercials, as well as, I think, pressure from the likes of uh, the terrific TV shows you find on, like, HBO, for example, that have no commercials that people can actually become engrossed with. I think we'll see networks go to that sort of format and then rely upon some slightly better planned product placement, as well as really taking advantage of the... uh, the kinds of things that people want to see live, like sporting events, or um, I don't know, like the uh, the, the talent uh, the American Idol. Never watched it, except for the uh, bloopers. But I'm sure people don't sit around and TiVo that when they risk uh, finding out that their favorite person won or lost or whatever. So that's what I got to say. Ten four over and out. Long haul trucking. This is Trip.
0: Good, uh, a good analysis there. That that perhaps live sporting events and uh, and you know paid programming like HBO could become the wave of the future.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if I believe him on the American Idol front. There,
0: or... you don't believe he's never watched it, no. or do you, yeah,
1: <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I'd be impressed.
0: All right, Paul says he's calling back and accuses us of censorship.
2: Hey Tom Molly, uh, it's Paul again. Uh, I don't. I tried to call a couple days ago. I don't know if it just didn't get through or if you guys wanted to censor me. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I know you're talking about being addicted to the internet, and you've talked before about being addicted to email. And uh, I just wanted to say, I think I'm addicted to Buzz Out Loud. Um, I'm not going to lie, and uh, I I don't know if there's a treatment uh, center for that or something like that, but yeah, I'm addicted. So uh, thanks for bringing us to the podcast. Uh, bye.
1: Oh, Paul.
0: I, I don't remember getting the call before, but maybe we did. We got the call. Yeah. did We We, just, po- we, we probably didn't, just
1: didn't have time. Yeah, I'm we, sorry. We do
0: run out. You know what? The The beauty of the podcast being as popular as it is now is that we have a lot of listeners, but one of the sad things is we can't get to all the emails and voicemails as we would like to. So,
1: but we appreciate uh, that you're addicted to but us. But we will
0: reach out to Paul <laughs> and uh, try to find him some help.
1: And there is no treatment that. Maybe that
0: 64k of. experiment where at the warbly sound was a way to kind of methadone him off. <laughs> Buzz out loud. All right, a call from Jimmy in Spokane.
2: Hey there, guys. This is Jimmy from Spokane, Washington, and I just uh, listened to the podcast for the 14th and heard you guys talking about um, the broken websites on Macintosh uh, with Firefox it's having lots of trouble. I just one to let you know. I don't. I just discovered this today, so I was kind of excited. Firefox 1.5 has a new feature where you can report broken websites. It's uh, Either you can customize your toolbar and there's a little bug button, or there's it's under the help menu. And uh, you click it and it, t- it says that it goes to the Firefox evangelism team to go try to pound on websites and get them to change their way. So I thought that's an awesome feature. It's always been a bug in my back, no pun intended, to get them to fix that, you know, to try to get a hold of websites. So I just want to let you know, love the show
0: keep on doing it it's great bye that I didn't notice that that in there I'll have to go check that out in the help section but because I've run into a couple in Firefox that were broken as I mentioned before
1: yeah and especially since he's on um, on a Mac, With Firefox, I experienced a lot of issues with Firefox on a Mac originally until I said that I updated. So I don't know if you have the new version, the 1.5, but you should give that a go. That's the latest version, right? Well, he
0: says in 1.5 is where you can report the broken site. So I assume he he has it. Right. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? Uh, Phil has a call here about uh, the Virgin Galactic Station in New Mexico. Interesting point about that. I, I was looking around at all the stories about it yesterday afternoon. Everyone had a different location for the spaceport. Really? And I think they're referring to the same location, but but uh, Reuters said it would be in La Cruces City which I think they mean Las Cruces Las Cruces uh, somebody said it would be north of Las Cruces another person said it would be south of Truth or Consequences another person said it greatest would be greatest name of a city
1: ever by the yeah, way
0: I know exactly especially appropriate in this case somebody said it would be near White Sands like nobody could really figure out what's the best reference point for it so I, I thought that was interesting plus a bunch of people got it wrong and said New Mexico the state known for Area 51 and we almost made that mistake I, I almost made that mistake yesterday Area 51 though is in nevada nevada roswell where the ufos land they're different allegedly is is in new mexico so a little different state you know i had a friend who lived in new mexico for a long time and she would get frustrated when she would try to order things from catalogs sometimes Mm -hmm. and the operator would say i'm sorry we don't ship outside of the united states what and she would say no it's new mexico new (laughs) it's a state in the united states
1: I right. actually I drove through Roswell on my way driving out here from Boston to San Francisco oh yeah, yeah we took the the scenic route I,
0: I guess you did
1: <laughs> and it was it was kind of spooky.
0: you don't drive through Roswell by accident no, you know what I got lost in Roswell once and it's not that big did you yeah and I, I stopped to, at a restaurant I stop. think I had some missing time I'm not sure uh, so Gone anyway for years on to Phil's voicemail
2: uh, hey Tom on uh, Molly and Veronica. Uh, this is Phil in Maryland you were talking yesterday about. Uh, the Virgin Galactic uh, station in New Mexico and the possibility of airline flights going there. Actually, uh, Virgin has uh, just started its own airline, well, applied for certification. Uh, It's going to be called Virgin America and uh, based in San Francisco. So more more than likely, they're going to have flights to to that station, probably. Uh, So just wanted to share that with you. Love the podcast.
0: Yeah, interesting point. I didn't know Virgin was starting. Virgin Atlantic obviously has, has operated out of the United States for a long time, but only on international flights. I've so. heard of
1: Virgin America. So
0: Virgin America is going to operate domestic. San
1: Francisco makes sense. So. Perfect.
0: So I can get my connecting flight to the moon. It's
1: so convenient.
0: Email from Todd, a boy in Boston, but not one of the boys from Boston. Uh, and this, maybe we should post it on the forums, but he gave an excellent description of the issues with IP, ipv6, which we talked about yesterday. it's the uh, the next generation of internet protocols. Uh, and we, we mentioned that they've been saying we're going to run out of IP addresses for a long time and it hasn't happened and he points out that one of the big reasons for that is NAT, which is the network addressing system which means you don't have to give an IP address to every computer connected to the internet. You can give an IP address to a router or to a corporate network, mm-hmm. and then they can use NAT to assign internal IP addresses within. And so eyes they don't, are totally They don't over have to right be now. unique. Well, there's some people out there <laughs> who understand what I'm talking about. So that, that's a good point. NAT has helped us put it off for a while, but mobile devices are going to come along, and a lot of those are going to need IP addresses. So that, that could push us forward. Also, IPv6... Actually gives you sixteen. Uh, I think. What, what did he say? Sixteen billion uh, wow. IP addresses versus four for IPv4. So very interesting. Oh no, no, it's not. It's a IPv4 is four four bits, and IPv6 is sixteen. So anyway, do the math, and you can figure out how many
1: math. Uh,
0: we got a an email from Sai Krishna Gangavali who said that he heard us talking about. The fact that making a copy of your own music onto your PC is not totally legal. But he asks, aren't we making a copy of our CDs when we rip the CDs through iTunes? That is legal because iTunes is licensing you to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I don't know what the law is in India. It may be different. But in the United States, taking a CD off the shelf at a record store and ripping it to your hard drive could be a violation of the DMC. It could. It could. Or it could be a violation of copyright. Because it's digital and it's different than cassette, which is covered under the Home Recording Act. So, but
1: usually, as long as you don't make it available for upload,
0: they don't really care. They turn you're their not head. Get in right? trouble, they don't. Really. They don't prosecute those people. They prosecute other people. Now, but on iTunes, it's explicitly licensed that you are allowed to make a certain amount of copies. So, in mm-hmm. iTunes, it's totally legit. And he wanted a shout out to Hyderabad. So, shout out to there. Uh, finally, David. Wrote us about an interesting article on Slate about the $100 laptop. Uh, We know Craig Barrett was sort of picking at it, saying it's not really going to be all that great. What Slate's argument is, is that the components of the $100 laptop cost about $499.
1: Right. And so they're, but they're expecting, Negroponte is hoping that countries will buy it in bulk. And so it will actually make up the price. But I looked at their math and I think that. It's, it would be lower than that if they got items at cost and got them cheaply and got them from people who cared about the product and wanted t- this to be done. I, I think it was a very negative article personally.
0: I felt like it was raining on the parade a little. I mean, they they said that how is he going to get to buy in bulk for smaller countries? Well, I think the idea is that he will take all the orders and make one big order out of all of them. Right. So it wouldn't have to be every single country would have to have a billion dollar order. Uh, it. It may work. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great try. I mean, the alternatives proposed in the Slate article are for, you know, five or $600 uh, wonderful machines. They do mention a great project called Invenio, which builds Linux boxes with solar panels, bike generator. These are really high-powered, high-bulky boxes, but they run about $1,800.
1: Yeah, I don't really understand all the negativity towards this. Like, they're trying to do good. Like, I'm not... I'm not trying to be, you know, like a hippie, whatever, but...
0: You're from Connecticut. How could you be a hippie?
1: (laughs) But I I don't know. I I feel like, I I don't know why so many people are jumping down their backs on it. Yeah. I, when they're just trying to do something good.
0: Especially because it's a guy from MIT. I mean, I, I would understand if it was some, you know, if it was Bill Gates. Everybody takes pot shots at Bill Gates no matter what he does. But right. well, this guy seems to be trying to do the right thing.
1: Yeah, so, I, I think it might almost be that they're threatened by it or I'm not sure.
0: Or maybe he's just not that experienced in these sorts of world philanthropy issues. And the people that are are looking at him and saying, hey, it's been tried, dude. There's some problems with it. And there may be something to that. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, that's going to do it for us for today. Molly will hopefully be back tomorrow on the phone. If not, she'll definitely be back in the office on Monday. And you can call us, 1-800-616-CNET, or give us an email, buzz at cnet.com, and post to our forums, forums.cnet.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud lounge. Thanks, guys.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yep.